Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. One person, raise your hand in your little dyad. Okay. You are going to be the speaker. And you're going you're gonna to alternate. And I'll, I'll have you shift at a certain point. So as the person who's going to be speaking right now, take a moment to reflect on something that you want to share, which has some minor level of significance. It's not like incredibly earth-shattering for you, but something that's not necessarily talking about what you're going to have for lunch or dinner either. Okay. General, it doesn't, doesn't matter. That's any old thing will do. Something that you're going to share with your partner. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You know. No, you haven't started yet. Okay. May I have your attention, please? So the person who is going to speak, the other person, the listener, is actually not going to listen. So just find any which way to not listen. Please begin. Okay, so please, please come to come to a pause. Was that was that great? No, no, you're supposed to listen to me. Yeah, that that's not part of the exercise. <laughs> Let's not get carried away here, please. <laughs> so, how was that? Was it was it great? Did you really feel listened to? As the you did. Yeah, you had a really good non-listener. Okay, now you're going to switch, and the person who is just so-called listening is going to be the speaker, and the person who was speaking is going to be the listener. It's your chance to get back at this person. Because as, as the so-called listener, you're going, to, you're going to hear this person long enough to tell them how they're wrong in thinking or feeling as they are or seem to be. So as the, as the so-called listener, you are listening long enough to hear the, kind of the gist of what they're saying and then find some way or ways to tell the speaker that they are wrong for thinking or feeling that way. Please start.
Coming into silence. Coming into silence, please. Now that, that was, I know that you've never ever had that experience, you know, previously, nor have you ever inflicted that on anyone else. Okay, now you're going to switch back, and the listener is going to give advice. Okay? You know what you should be doing really is whatever the heck. Okay. Could be the same. Could be the same or different scenario. Doesn't matter. James, James, this gentleman is going to switch with you. Oh, yeah. Do you mind stepping out, James? Okay. Okay. May I have your attention, please? I, I, I should have really specified in this exercise that you were supposed to not listen to or, or give advice to each other as opposed to not listen to me. Okay, so switch back again. And now the, what the listener is going to do is bogart the conversation, meaning just kind of take over the conversation in some way or other. Oh, okay.
Okay. Coming into, coming into silence. So, were those at all familiar? See, these are some of the common ways that people don't listen and don't connect. That's right. It's really a really, really important point about how people just don't listen. They just keep, you know, they have monologues in some way, not dialogues. On some level, you think about Martin Buber, who wrote about the I-thou relationship, where the other was really a part of your field, your emotional, spiritual field, as opposed to in these, where they are an it, on some level, an object. Do you like to be an object to someone? No. I mean, I, I'm... <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize we were going to get kinky here. So, generally, generally we don't like to. I didn't realize this was going to happen at Spirit Rock. We're having all kinds of weird nude, nude groups and, and all. So, <laughs> so, these are all common ways of having more I-it relationships. And I think one of the things that's really important is to think about how you are when you are seemingly at the effect of that. I remember I took, I took a workshop in uh, Reno a few years back, and I wound up going out to dinner with this woman. And when we got in my car, we started driving, she kept talking. And she kept talking and talking. And, and I, was, I was starting, excuse my language, I have a term, I call it mumble-fucking. <laughs> so I was starting to... I was starting to you know, why didn't I get room service? You know, shit, I can't believe I'm with this. You know, I, I was grousing, and, and I was... And then we, we got, went to this Japanese restaurant, and she kept talking and talking. And I just said, I, I have to do something. And so I leaned forward, and I said, excuse me. And she said, I actually got her attention. It was amazing. And, and, she, and she said, yeah. And I said, may I give you a little feedback? And she said, yeah. And I said, you know, I've noticed that you've been talking <laughs> constantly. <laughs> and I, I said, I'm, I'm getting the impression that you're not really interested in getting to know me. You know, or you're not like, interested in getting to you know, hear from me or anything like that. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's the impression I'm getting. And she said to me then, she said, you know, oh, wow, I bet that's what other people think. <laughs> what I didn't say was, yeah, I mean, if, if that's the way you are, of course, of course they do. You know, but it was amazing because she really shifted her focus of attention after that. We actually had much more of a dialogue after that. And I'm, I'm sharing that story with you because I think that it's very important to kind of step out of being at effect of other people in a way and then step into taking responsibility for creating or or hoping at least to create your own experience with that. And it takes some willingness to step forth there. 
That said, we're going to go on to a couple other parts of this exercise, which involve actual listening. So this is more... Well, that can be fun also, because you know you're play-acting as opposed to it's really happening in your so-called real life. So the person who is just the listener will now be the speaker, and what... And the listener is going to become curious. So when the speaker is sharing something, the listener is going to like, tell me more. And whatever you can do, like to really connect, like, who are you? Like, tell me more about you. Like, I'm curious to know who is this being. And so as you're breathing and sitting there in the presence of this other, just really tap into your natural curiosity about who is this person. And so if there are particular questions that come up related to what this person was sharing, you can ask, can you tell me more about that? If you're not sure, tell me more always works. Okay? So I have a few minutes for this. One more minute.
coming into silence. Coming into silence, please. Did that feel any different than the others? Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is amazing the power of giving your attention to someone else. And, the, and really the joy of receiving the attention given to you. And the opening that can occur from that in a few minutes. Really. And I, I try to really think about that in terms of just even little meetings, you know, with, with a cashier, you know, with someone, you know, who I'm just, you know, meeting for a moment. Like, how, how to really be there. Now, obviously, that's not an empathetic conversation necessarily, but there's so many opportunities. So we're going to have one last part of this. So the speaker now becomes the listener, the, the listener, the speaker. And what the listener is going to do is fish for feelings empathetically. So, for example, if a person is sharing something about their daughter, say, and saying, you know, my daughter's coming home from college and I, I haven't seen her in a long time and I've really been looking forward to, to seeing her, I say, it sounds like you've really been missing her. You know, it sounds like, it sounds like you, you really love her, you really have this great connection. And if the person, by the way, they may not resonate with your line. Just like when you're fishing. I don't fish, but it's a good metaphor anyway. You know, if you're throwing a line, you don't always catch a fish. So if the person says, well, no, it's not quite like that, don't say to them, no, it is. I think you're not seeing it. You know, for example, you're not, you don't understand. I'm, I'm right. You don't know what you're feeling. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just like, okay, well, tell me, what is it like then? And then, they, then they, they can tell you something about that. So you keep flowing with wherever they go. Okay? And you're going to have a few minutes for this as well. Okay? How about it?
One more minute. Coming in the silence, coming in the silence, and take a moment to look at your partner, look at, look into, laugh, cry, and just take a deep breath, thanking him or her. And please focus your attention forward. Yeah, if you pick whatever. You're not that. Yeah, you're done with that exercise. That's why you were thanking your partner. So, James. If we start Brahma Bihar at 4.30, that's good? Okay. You ready for a little story? I'm not getting a massive yes from that, but I'm going to tell it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, we want to hear it! Yeah! (laughs) Several years ago, I was in the, uh, the west, southwestern part of England, and I, was, uh, I just finished some work there, and I was traveling with my wife down to Cornwall. And we went to this old castle called St. Michael's Mount. Sometimes during the day, depending on where the water is, you could walk there, and other times you can't. So you need to be mindful about things like that. We got a tour of this castle, and it fascinated me, one of the things that this gentleman said, which was that many, many years ago, there was a prince who lived at the castle and his cousin who didn't, and the two of them had a falling out. And what happened was that the prince had a portrait of himself painted and delivered to his cousin, okay? Then the cousin 
then had a portrait of himself painted. It, apparently, this took a while. And then delivered back to the prince. And that meant that their conflict was resolved. And this actually, when you think about how people actually resolve conflicts over the years, you know, because it's not like uh, we modern folks are the only ones who had interpersonal conflicts. People have had conflicts from the beginning of human history. You can be sure of that. Because someone was right. Usually the person who was offended was right, of course. The other person, they were right in their own minds. That's the way we are. We're wired to think we're right. It's cognitive dissonance. So we have these conflicts. And as a human race, I don't think we've been particularly great at resolving them on, was that subtle enough? You know, on, on small levels, on large levels, we have at best these detentes that occur. And, I, and what I think is, has some level of encouragement is a newer level of awareness that is growing these days. And we are all pioneers in that. I think that it's important to recognize that where we are in human history is, is new. You know, that with the advent of the, even looking at something called the unconscious, you know, it wasn't all that many years ago where if someone had some great difficulty, it was because the devil had entered them. I mean, it's hard to really fathom. I mean, that's still the case in some parts of this planet right now. But that has, that's the history, you know, where... Things just came in from the outside. Evil spirits have come in rather than we're just sick. You know, as human beings, that we have these difficulties the way we're wired. So there's something new that's emerging in terms of awareness. And how I like to look at it in terms of evolving awareness is that we're developing more intrapersonal within ourselves awareness about why do we get bothered? Is it always the other person? It's not. You see, you all are in a position where you're actually even recognizing that it's not necessarily the other person. You don't always practice that, I'm sure. But you at least have an awareness that, hey, it's something that's going on inside of me that's getting triggered. Something about me and my beliefs about myself and my cherished views of myself get activated in the presence of this other person. Well, Jung talked about the shadow, how we project those onto other people. But people have a way of activating us, right? We get triggered, this emotional contagion, reactions. And so, so much of the work, I think, these days, and hopefully you all are on a decidedly conscious path of really looking within yourself, not to shame or blame yourself, but to go, what really is going on inside of me? And I think that when we really look at some of the core issues that somehow it's really very simple that someone didn't return my phone call. It's not that they're a jerk and I'm triggered about it. It's that something got triggered in me. Like maybe they don't think I'm very significant. If they thought I were more significant, they would call me back or they would email me back or they wouldn't walk past me in the hall without looking at me when it may be something like they're busy or there's something else going on. So really 
learning more about your own issues, about your beliefs, really, about how significant you believe you are and how that shows up in relationship, how competent you believe you are and how that shows up in relationship, how lovable. I mean, James has been focusing on that a lot today, really loving yourself as really a primary focus. That is not... If it's selfish, I was going to say that's not selfish. If it's selfish, it's really a good, wholesome selfishness. And it does a lot for other people. <clears throat> this cartoon, in case you can't see it, there's a dog laying on a couch, and he's saying, if I'm being honest with myself, they're not really accidents. <laughs> So how do we be more honest with ourselves, essentially? Not necessarily tune into our canine natures. And honesty, and I look at openness as there's two different aspects. The openness, the awareness, inner openness, and then there's the interpersonal piece, piece which is the honesty. How willing am I to actually say what's up for me? To be aware of what's up and to actually speak that. And it's, it's not always pretty. It's not always not pretty. But it's like the willingness to really step forward and say it and take a risk. And you know what? It's not always going to turn out well. That's what makes it a risk. That's what makes it vulnerable. If, if there wasn't a risk, there wouldn't be any vulnerability. It'd be easy, wouldn't it? I had a guy in one of my men's groups say to me about eight months ago, something that it stunned me. He said, he said you know, Daniel... You love to process these kind of difficult things. And I was, I was sitting there going like, <laughs> I have not taught well, really, if this person actually believes that. And I, and I just said to him, I said, I don't like to process. It's not something I like to do at all, really, but I am willing to do it. And I'm willing to do it because I value the connection. I value to get to the other side of it. It's not like fun to do that. It's just that not doing it is in some ways a violation of the connection. And that's, I want to really, I would like you to really ponder that for a moment, that when you're not being aware of what's really triggering you and or you're not speaking to that with that other person, there's some, something going on in the field between you that becomes murky hazy, and you cannot deeply connect from that place. So we're going to explore a way of beginning a conversation. One of the things that I hear a lot, I do a lot of, from people, I do a lot of kind of coaching with people around conversations, both in personal and business relationships. And most people really, like, they don't like, well, what do I do? How do I do it? I know something's up, but I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. I don't know. And we don't, you know, we don't have a massive amount of time to go into lot, lots of this right, right here today, but we're going to go into at least a way of starting to think about a setup. So I'm going to share this with you, and then you're going to get with a partner, and you're going to have an opportunity to explore this just for a few minutes. So... We're going to use the A-E-I-O-U as a way of remembering. So A is to get agreement with the person uh, toward whom you want or with whom you want to have a conversation. 
This is a way of overcome the blurter syndrome. Let me tell you about something. And the person like walking, I'm going to a meeting, I'm going to the bathroom, I'm, I can't, I don't have, you know, it's like very important to be clear that there's a, there really is a time and a place to have a potentially challenging conversation. So notice the tendency to want to get it out. If you want to get it out, okay, now it's just like get agreement first. For example, saying, you know, I want to talk with you about something, and I'm wondering, is this a good time or is another time better? Don't say what it is. And the person says, like, what's it about? Don't. I, w- I would highly recommend saying, you know, I, I really think we better... If, if this is a good time to talk about it, then I'm happy to tell you what it's about. But if it's not, I'd rather wait for that. Boundaries, containment around it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So the second part is begin with the end in mind, really having a vision. A lot of times people that go into conversations, they know they want something different, but they don't know what that is. And so... As the old saying goes, if you don't know where you're going, any road will do. And so it's really important to have a sense like, what, what's the outcome you want? You want to feel more connected? You want to feel like you're back, back on the same page? There's something that's up between the two of you, that, that some issue that arose that you feel like you can't really move forward with them because of some obstacle there? So have some clarity about that. And then I is for intention. I look at I as like the muscle behind the vision. It's like, why do you want that? You know, Nietzsche said that in, in dealing with anything, 90%, um, is knowing how, 90% is knowing why. Because I think having a, a really passionate reason or reasons, emotional reasons, there should be a word that combines emotion and reason. Always the, for obstacles. That's when you start talking about what is it that you see is getting in the way. And then you is for us. I'm open. This is what I'd like from you. And, this, and I'm open to hearing what you want from me. That we're both involved with this. Okay? So you're going to have uh, two minutes each and what I would like, with a partner. And what I'm suggesting is that if you have come with someone, I would highly recommend not having it be that person. In other words, the person who you're working with is going to be standing in for someone with whom you want to have a conversation that you have not as yet initiated. They are not going to be that person who you want to initiate a conversation with. Is that clear? So. So, for example, if I had something that I wanted to talk with my wife about, I would have James stand in for my wife. Yeah. Not that I have anything with my wife, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah. you know. But if I were a friend or something, he would be standing in for that person. I would say, you know, you're going to be standing in for my wife, and, this is, and I just want to go through these things with you. As the person who's listening, receiving, that's mainly what you're doing. If there's something that's really unclear to you, you can ask a question. But generally, you're not inter- the person who is the stand-in is not interacting with you in terms of having a dialogue. This is all just to set it up. So they just listen? They just listen. So you're having a, a conversation. 
this this is practicing having a difficult conversation or having a or, or having a conversation where you're you're getting in touch with something that's that's not been that's not necessarily easy uh, with somebody yes. in your life. Yes. And, and be, practicing with this as this person standing in for Yeah, you're practicing practice. the setup of this conversation. You're not really having the conversation. You're just setting it up. Yeah, you might want to do it. Just do it. Okay, so let's see. Okay, so you're my friend Andrew. You're not here, are you, Andrew? Um, so, so Andrew, there's something I want to I want to talk with you about. Um, this has been occurring to me. Is this a good time to speak? Or okay, yeah. Okay, so. I just want you to know that I value our friendship, and I and you know there's there's something that I'm noticing coming up in terms of um, you know, you know I'm, I'm dumping head to the obstacle. I value I value our relationship, and I want to get you know feel closer with you. And my intention is to really do whatever I can you know to do to do that. And I notice that there's something that keeps coming up with you that's getting in my way. Are you open to hearing about that? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I find that you interrupt a lot. You know, I'm I'm it's just in this in this actually I'm starting to jump into the content right now. Yeah. Yeah, right. So <laughs> see I can't even do it. How are you guys gonna do it? So you want us to get to the point before the content Yeah, before the content. If you want to jump into the content, you can, if you have the time to. Yes. I mean, if, if there's, it's, you're starting to move into the content there. Yeah. So this is just how to approach a conversation that might be a challenging conversation with somebody on your, in your world, on your mind, that you want to... Just get practice in how yeah. you would approach that. There's a question there. I'm confused about the you and me. Is this about taking responsibility for what your part in it is? Yeah, look, I, saying to them, I'm open to hearing from you about what's, you know, what's coming up around this. What can I do? Okay. To, to, that's true. That's kind of some content, Daniel. Just name it. You, you, you can name the content. Okay. <laughs> name the obstacle. Just name it. Okay. Okay. Just, just name it. Okay. So find the partner. I didn't realize that. I'll tell you when to switch.
If you haven't switched, please switch. like from you and what and and what would you like from from me? I guess it's not time to be block alone Okay. We could do it like in you know, uh, your or, choice. Or the, or the magic toaster. It's something where it's just kind of... I don't know what that is. It, it, we won't do it now. Okay. You know, this right. is the story of a magic toaster. We just kind of like create, you know... Oh, okay. Well, it's not... The clock will let you to do it in like a minute or two. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to demonstrate. Okay. Hello. Hello out there. Okay, coming into silence. Coming into silence, please. I, James, James and I were just just talking. He told me he no longer loves and respects me after that. <laughs> And I, I, I just want to share that with you, because I, I need, I need, I need help now. <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna have a, a fun little dialogue right now. This is very, very different. And I, I realize that I'm kind of throwing some things out here that uh, there's not really enough time to process this and go deeply into it. But I wanted to give you a little taste, and. That's what it is in a one day. So James and I are going to demonstrate something called glockalalia. This is, this is in the spirit of play. This is getting out of the head and, and content into just uh, being playful. Thank you. So glockalalia is a, is a dialogue. It's a movement, sound dialogue, no words. No words. So one person will do something, and then the other person will respond. You'll just keep going back and forth like a dialogue. And I have no idea what James and I are going to do. We'll see. 
Is that, is that not immediately obvious? What are we missing here? Maybe have some fun? So just, just take a, a minute. Yeah, the purpose is, actually, we, we had a, a number of different playful exercises. Uh, and as we said uh, earlier, if you can uh, get into a dance with somebody, just having fun where you're getting out of your head and you're, there's a creative a co-creative participation, uh, that is one of the, the most delightful ways to connect, where you're out of your head and you're just being playful like kids. Except you be converted as children, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. And this is, this is another dimension of, of connection that often gets ignored the play side. That's, that's, what, that's where we're doing it. And just a little shifting, and then we'll come back to, uh, to one, one, last, uh, one last deeper exercise. Okay, so go ahead. It can be uh, two, it could be, could it be a threesome? If, they, if, they were? if, you're, if you're looking, if you're looking for a partner, look for a partner, raise your hand, and you if you need partner. it, you can use the same partner. Yeah. Or you can join. You can join a couple. Here's somebody. Here's it. Here behind you. Turn around. Turn around. Turn around. Right over there. Right over there. No, 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 no. Okay, somebody else. Then. <laughs> You're going to do the problem of the horror, right? Okay. Okay. Okay, that, that's enough, isn't it? Okay, that's enough. Okay, will you thank your partner? <laughs> if you can uh, come back, and uh, if you can stay till the end, uh, there's there's one exercise that I really. Um, want to share with you that's all about connection. First of all, uh, it's fun to have fun, isn't it? <laughs> and if fun was, if that was hard work to do, uh, just make sure you're getting some playfulness in your life. 
If you're not, then uh, it's going to be really hard to have the energy to connect. Um, so nourishing yourself. Yeah? What, what, what avenues do you use to have more fun in your life? Do I use? Uh, I sing a lot. Uh, bicycle, walk in nature with, uh, with my wife. Uh, movies, things like, like that. And uh, hanging out with friends. So, one thing that, that uh, I encourage people to do in the joy course is to write out a nourishment list of different things that either have gotten them, uh, helped them feel alive, or that they that they used to do and haven't done for a while, or that they. They'd like to do, but just can't fit in the time. If you're not fitting in time for nourishment, then uh, you might look at how you're budgeting your, your time. Because otherwise we, can't, we get too depleted to, to really uh, enjoy life. So uh, before we, we do this last exercise, I thought we'd just also take a few moments to, to check in and see if there's things that have come up from the day or uh, on any of particular um, uh, topics or that are still left lingering, just a, a few moments um, just so that there's a time to process. And if there's not, that's great. Well, that's fine. We'll just move ahead. But if there is stuff, you can take a few moments. Anything that if you got in your car, you said, gee, I wish they would have done that or addressed that if somebody was there. This is kind of, yeah. This is kind of uh, backing up to a couple slides ago, but when the slide about uh, was the curious, being curious, uh, listening related to listening, yeah. And then we did the exercise. Um, I guess my question is, you know, some people just by nature are not curious, and so do you. Are you suggesting that if a person is not by nature curious, that they change? Uh, or is, is it a, a practice to, to cultivate? Are you speaking about yourself no, or someone else? someone else. <laughs> someone someone you, would, you would like to be more yes, curious. Yes, very much so. Okay. <laughs> well, this may relate to the next exercise. You know, after that, which has to do with what is what is it like? I'm not asking you to answer this question, but it's it's like what what is it like to have the experience of someone not attending to you in the way that perhaps not just perhaps that you would really like, and that there's some there's some pain obviously that you're carrying about that, and I always think it's a it's important to you know recognize that although life is not perfect, there's always it's not necessarily that there's a right person or the right person. There needs to be some level of common ground, common vision, you know, in a way. And can you talk about that? You know, can you talk about what comes up around a lot, what your experience has in lack of curiosity, which is really another way of saying that I don't have the experience that this person is interested enough in me or interested in, in ways that I would like him or her to be interested, you know, in me. And how to talk about that in a way that's inviting 
versus a way that's accusing. Right. And, that's, and that's the art. You know, it's like just really sharing from, it's just like, hey, this is, I want to talk with you about something, you know, are you open to hearing about it? And, okay. Yeah, and, and if you're kind of like that last exercise, uh, if, if it's getting in the way or if, if it would enhance the relationship and you say, hey, you know, there, there's something that, um, that's really important to me that, I, that I'd like to uh, have us feel more of a connection and I'm somebody that needs to be asked. You know, for me, actually, I was just talking about this the other day. I'm, I have no problems speaking about myself, but I often need to be invited. You know? And sometimes my, my wife, we have a great relationship uh, for many years, she, she'll, say, she'll start out by saying everything going on in her life, and sometimes I'm waiting around saying, you know, oh, will you, you know, when will she ask me, how are you? Oh, thanks for asking. <laughs> And I and I've you know we've shared this. This is something that, and she's very interested in, in me, but just kind of assumes that I would say something without needing to be asked. And so you know I I you know we've talked about that. Say so, you know I need a little bit of encouragement and and curiosity. And if you're saying it from a place of I, I just want to be more connected, that can get somebody's attention if they care about the relationship. Thank you. It's quarter of it. Yeah. So, um, okay, one last thing and then, uh, yeah. For, for uh, yes, Daniel, on the authentic conversation, I think I got all the parts. I just wanted, I thought I missed one part and I thought it was so important. Um, number one was the agreement. Can we talk? And I value the wording. I value our friendship and the wording. And I really want to get closer to you. I, I like that. And I thought there was like another sentence in there that I missed. Um. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, That's it. I'm not sure. I thought I missed it. Anyway. <laughs> okay. You'll, it's the idea of, of really why you're saying what you're saying. Um, okay. So um, I'm glad that you're still here because for me this is um, this is my favorite exercise of uh, of the day and you don't have to say a word in it but I find it really um, powerful um, and it's a an exercise in exploring the the four divine abodes the Brahma Viharas um, and the essence of it, actually, before we get into the exercise, which is really the, ex- the essence for me of connection, one of the key secrets in connection is um, looking for the good. Looking for, just like we did it before, and looking for the good in, uh, in the loving kindness for yourself, that the more you are tuning into the Buddha or the Kuan Yin or the, the, the kingdom of heaven in, inside another, the more you'll see it and the more you'll find it, the more you'll draw it out of them. If you're in a room with somebody and you sense that they're judging you and seeing all your flaws, how do you feel? Flawed, right? Or small. And somebody else can come into that room who knows all your foibles, 
but you know that they're tuning into all your goodness and how beautiful you are. How do you feel? Beautiful. So we have a tremendous capacity not only to feel okay about others, but to actually pull out their beautiful qualities by looking for them. It's the same principle, looking for the good in ourselves, looking for the good in others. What you focus on, you'll find. It's not to pretend that the other stuff isn't there, but the more it's held in a context of basic goodness, the more you can deal with all the stuff that gets in the way. So this is the, the four qualities of heart. If you go to the spirit rot, to the retreat center part, the, you see the four buildings are named metta, karuna, mudita, upekka, uh, loving kindness, compassion, uh, joy, and uh, equanimity. Uh, and uh, this is an exercise in just seeing beyond the package to who somebody really is. So with this one, you will need one last time a partner. It can be uh, somebody that you've been working with, or maybe somebody that you came with if you'd like, or somebody that you uh, haven't worked with before now. But I'll just wait until you get a partner. And if there's an extra person needed, then maybe then, then Daniel can be a partner. And raise your hand, and uh, then just find a spot. Okay, anybody uh, who needs a partner? Look around. Anybody else who needs a partner? Okay, Daniel? And, uh, yeah. Oh. And you need to um, actually be on the same level, if possible, and uh, just face... Face, uh, face the person directly. And, uh, okay. Okay, first, um, just go inside for a few moments. And this is going to be done in, uh, in silence. Just go inside and uh, just notice what you are experiencing right now. Let it be okay, whatever it is. And now, first, I'd like you to open your eyes and look at this person in front of you. And as you do, see their gifts. Maybe you've never met them before, but imagine the gifts that they have to give to the world. Maybe their kindness or their friendliness or their goodness. And know that the happier or the greater well-being that they have, the more those gifts shine through. So just for a few moments, silently, wish them well. May you be happy. May you feel all your 
good qualities and express them well. May you have inner peace. May you be happy. Now close your eyes. And become aware of what it feels like to simply wish well for another. Notice in your body, in your mind, in your heart. This is the divine abode of loving-kindness or metta. Take a breath. Now open your eyes and we'll look through a different lens at this person in front of you. This person looking at you has known sorrow in their life. They've known disappointment, loss, sadness. Fear. They've known suffering. And as you tune into that, notice how it evokes caring from the heart. And if you like, you can silently send them thoughts of caring. May you be free of suffering. Or may you hold your suffering with compassion. I care about your suffering. You can close your eyes. This is the divine abode of compassion, the caring heart that connects us all. And notice how it feels in your body, in your mind, in your heart to care. you can open your eyes once again and we'll look through a different lens. As you look at this person, just know that they know real happiness. They know what it's like to be joyful, to have success, They've laughed many times in their life. They know what it's like to play, 
and appreciate all the blessings. And just as you tune into this person's happiness, let it touch your own well-being by just enjoying their happiness. With words like, may your happiness continue. May your happiness grow. May your happiness continue and grow. Just wishing that for them. And if you like, you can close your eyes. And know what it's like in the body, in the mind, in the heart to delight in another person's joy. This is the divine abode of sympathetic joy, joy in the happiness of another. Let yourself feel it, just rest in it. And then finally, opening your eyes once again. This person in front of you has known sorrows and joys has learned all the lessons that go into developing who they are and what they need is centeredness and balance as they go through life to open up to the joys and the difficulties so wish that for them may you have balance as you go through your life May you have equanimity. And as you wish that for them, may I have balance that allows you to go through whatever you need to without needing to rescue them or fix them, to just allow them to learn the lessons of their own life's journey. May I have balance and equanimity. May you have balance and equanimity. And then again, you can go inside. Notice what it feels like in the body, in the mind, in the heart, to just allow somebody to have their own experience, still feeling the connection of caring, but held in that divine abode of equanimity. And these different ways that we can connect with someone through our unconditional loving or compassion or delighting in their joy or feeling the centeredness that allows them to have their experience. 
Just tune into your own capacity of heart to connect. And then when you'd like, you can open your eyes and take about two minutes to just check in with each other before we have one last closing dedication. You can just speak for a few moments what that was like. Okay, so you can uh, thank your partner and just come back for one last closing.
Sorry we don't have have more time. But I hope you uh, you got from that how um, connection isn't about being brilliant or wowing anybody. Uh, it's as much just about presence and how easy it is to fall in love with somebody even uh, without any words. It's just looking underneath. Oh, I'm in here. Are you in there? Oh, nice, nice to know you. you know? And that we're not so different. And that really the more you can look for the Buddha inside here, outside <coughs> there, uh, the more you bring it out. So we've, we've covered a lot of different territory and hope that some of these practices or reflections aren't, they're probably not things that are new to you, but it makes all the difference in the world to consciously value connection and, and focus and practice it. That's, that's how it becomes who you are and you become an agent of connection. Uh, so it's been a pleasure to share the, the day with, with you, Daniel, and with everyone. Do you want to say any yeah. last words? I really honor you all. I mean, I, I've been sitting in uh, a lot of appreciation for just the energy that we've created here and your willingness to come play and be here and be real. And to me, that's, that's really what I live for. You know, I, I'm, I'm just pleased to be able to share this with you. And um, I really, I wish you the very best. And, and I wish for you awesome connections. And I wish for you much resilience because you're going to need a lot of resilience, you know, in terms of your capacities to connect and to keep coming back. And because I want to share one quick little story, and, and which is there was a sensei master who had a student who came to him and he said, he said, Master, you're amazing. You never lose your balance. To which he responded and said, Au contraire. Well, maybe not au contraire. <laughs> he, he, said, he said, actually, I always lose my balance. I just know how to regain it quickly. And to me, it's such an important life lesson that we, we lose our balance all the time. Walking is a process of losing balance. Just slow it down, and you really see how that is. And so to really remember that when there's a disconnection, you're not feeling well, you miss something with a person, there's a problem, there's a difficulty, that happens. And how do you regain your balance quickly? And that's the art. So thank you very much for being here. It's a pleasure. Finally, to just uh, dedicate and share all the good that's uh, come from our being here together uh, with our honesty and authenticity and connection uh, to be uh, shared and be a benefit to all beings everywhere where may all beings feel connected to themselves, to others, and may all share in whatever goodwill and merit that we've accrued here together for the benefit of all.
May all beings find happiness and peace. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.